Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. So, I'm really excited about today's guest, who I saw speaking from stage at an internet um, at a marketing event in London in May 2011. His name is Suraj. Suraj was emceeing at that event, and we were able to connect during one of the breaks, and I've kept in contact ever since. A lawyer turned internet entrepreneur and international public speaker. Today's guest has spoken in front of over 25,000 people across 12 countries over the last five years and has been speaking to entrepreneurs from stage for considerably longer than that, teaching them how to work less, earn more, and love the lifestyle of being an entrepreneur. Suraj Soda is the founder of an award-winning WordPress website maintenance and management company and earlier this year launched a new company called Design Hero. He also hosts Entrepreneur Jam in London. It's a networking-style event where he has interviewed such luminaries as Lord Karan Billamoria of Cobra Beer, Michael Heyman, MBE of Startup Britain, and property millionaire Paul Bassey, CBE. Subjects Suraj loves talking about include the entrepreneurial journey, starting and growing automated businesses, and the mindset needed for success in business. And without further ado, welcome Suraj. Hi. Thank you, Craig. It's uh, such a pleasure to finally be on this podcast with you. I'm so happy to, to be talking to you um, about things that I'm passionate about. And like you said, we go way back. We've known each other for such a long time. Um, I'm surprised mm-hmm. it's taken us this long to actually uh, actually jump on a, a call like this and, and record a podcast and create some content. Thank you for having me on it. <laughs> That's an absolute pleasure. You're right. It is long overdue. So excited to be doing this at last. Um, really looking forward to, to doing this together. So today... We're inviting you to share with our listeners your corporate escape story. Um, We've already talked a little bit about you being a lawyer turned entrepreneur. How did that all happen? Yeah, so it started when, um, before I even joined the corporate um, ladder to start climbing that ladder, or the corporate world, if you want to call it that. Um, I grew up in a society and a culture where going to university, getting a good corporate job was the norm. And that actually was um, the thing that made you successful. And if you didn't have a so-called steady corporate job that came with a, a certain prestigious qualification, you, you weren't as successful as you know, your, your peers or the other people around you, maybe your cousins and other members of your family. So I, I um, was completely bought into that concept where 
Um, I had to go to, I had to do my A-levels, I had to go to university uh, in order to get this job that made me successful. I ended up studying law at university um, and I, um, I wouldn't say, you know, it was horrible. I didn't, I didn't hate studying, um, but I didn't love the, the job that came afterwards, the corporate job that came afterwards. In fact, I actually really enjoyed the studying part of it. I enjoyed being at university, uh, obviously for the social side of things, but also because I was learning all of this stuff uh, in the law. I then uh, graduated. I went to uh, the College of Law, which is now known as the University of Law in London, to get my LPC, which is the legal qualification all solicitors in the UK need to have in order to, to go on to practice law and become a solicitor. I was then working in a corporate law firm in London. So very much following that traditional route into the corporate world, um, but not necessarily knowing it was, wasn't the right thing for me or that I wouldn't love it. I just assumed that that was how you live your life. That's how you earn your money. And that's, that's what you do. That's what I saw people around me doing. Um, and I was good at it. I, I was confident. I was, um, you know, living the, 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 the role of a corporate lawyer. Um, and from the outside, from the external, you would think, you know, I was really happy in my job and really uh, sort of on the right path of climbing that corporate ladder. But internally, I just wasn't loving it. And I'd started very early in my career. You know, I was probably about 22 or so years old. I started getting those feelings of dread on a Sunday night to say, well, tomorrow's uh -huh. Monday. I don't want to go to work on Monday. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And then you wake up on Monday morning already dreading your day and already dreading your week, which sets you up for a bad day and a bad week before you've even left, left your bedroom. Um, so I found myself very early on feeling those feelings and not really uh, knowing what to do about it. Uh, because again, you know, who was I to question this, this route to, to your career and success? Um, yeah. So on the, in, on the inside, you know, I was feeling a little bit, little bit disillusioned with it all because it wasn't what I thought it would be. The, the career in law that I had imagined in my head and that you see on TV and in movies, it just wasn't that. And, and I thought, well, you know, I've, I've been duped here. This is not what I signed up for. Uh, very long hours. Um, it was often a very thankless task when you're doing uh, work for, for big corporate work, uh, corporate clients. And essentially, I, I hit a wall where I realized that I don't want to do this for the next 50 years of my life until I retire. I just sort of came to that uh, very clear decision that this is not what I want to do. Um, whilst I was grappling with that uh, frame of mind, I started doing some things that I was really passionate about actually when I was in school, which was building websites, um, uh, creating content, writing blogs. And I used to publish these very, very basic blogs on the internet about things that I was just interested in, things like football and different sports, things like cars and other topics that I just had an interest in, like business um, and like, uh, you know, how to grow a business online. I, I didn't have a business at all, but I was interested in all of this stuff. Um, so I started creating these blogs and creating content and started to get that feeling of job satisfaction, if you want to call it that, back when I was working on the website side of things. 
Um, yeah. So I thought, okay, well, let, let me do the let me do the the typical thing where I, I I have a bit of a side hustle going on whilst I'm in my corporate job, which pays the the bills, pays amazing salary, um, but I can do something that I'm passionate about on the side. Now, right. I started doing that. I started telling people what I was doing, and someone said to me, "Oh, that that's quite cool. You know, I'm starting a business. Can you can you help me create a website?" I said, "Sure. You know, I've never done it before. I've never charged anyone, but sure. You know, how hard can it be?" And actually, I really enjoyed the, the, the process. I enjoyed telling them this is what you can do. This is what websites can do. This is what you can have on the site. This is the way it can look. This is how to change the colors. And to cut a long story short, Craig, one thing led to another. And that person referred me to somebody else. And then that person referred me to somebody else. And that chain just kept growing and growing before it got to a point where I was saying, well, you know, I should really be charging for this because taking up a lot of my free time outside of my corporate job and yeah. I'm loving doing it but I felt that conflict just where I was loving doing it so if I charge for it does that take away from it being a passion and a hobby um, and then so how the, old were you at this stage I was 22 I think yeah about 22 right. so I'm 34 now so it was a good 12 years or so ago yeah. um, and uh, I, I kept doing this kept doing the the free websites, helping people with their content. And that's after a handful of these websites, I had this epiphany that, hang on, I'm, I've, I've almost turned a hobby and a passion into a business. And it wasn't a business because I wasn't charging for it. I was making yeah. no money from it. But the concept of turning a hobby and a passion into something that other people, strangers who I, had, I didn't know before, wanted to use me to, to get that result for them and to solve their problem. And I thought, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Isn't that the definition of a, a business that you can be passionate about and mm. uh, charge for and earn a living from? And it's not just about the prestigious title on your business card or you know, on your email signature because it's coming from a, a fancy corporate law firm. Um, so that was the, this big epiphany I had. And very, very quickly, it made so much sense to quit my job um, in corporate law and essentially become a freelance web designer, which is what my first business was. And a lot of people think, wow, that is a monumental career shift. You know, corporate law, earning the big bucks to working from your bedroom in your pajamas, building websites for a few hundred quid for, for some clients. And it was a massive mindset shift from going from corporate life, the corporate lifestyle to being a freelancer and working with other freelancers as opposed to working with other corporate companies. Um, but I used that to my advantage. So I had this corporate level professionalism experience and skills, the communication skills that come with training to become a lawyer. And I could use that in a small, tiny little business working with other small businesses and that actually then became my USP, that became my, my credibility building um, tool. And uh, you know, 12 years later, we've now done hundreds and hundreds of websites. We've built uh, uh, multiple six-figure businesses off the back of those free websites I did on the weekends and during my lunch break at that law firm. Um, and it all comes down to that, 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 that wall that I hit in my corporate job and I realized what, I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted uh, to do for my work rather maybe doing with my life is a bit extreme 
because I don't think I still know exactly what my grand life purpose is, but for my business, it became very clear what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do to earn money for my work. Um, and that was a big turning point for me. Uh, so that's essentially how it happened. There were obviously a couple of extra things in between all of this that happened that helped uh, me get towards my corporate escape, which were things like my boss telling me one day, uh, you know, he, he, I remember very clearly, he put his hand on my shoulder and said, Suraj, you did a great job on that last uh, case. You know, if you work like that for another 10 to 15 years, you'll be partner at one of these big law firms in the city. And I was like, wow, like, that's a great achievement to be a partner at a big corporate law firm, but 10 yeah. to 15 years of solid grind, you know, doing all the donkey work, essentially, that didn't sound appealing to me. I wanted the lifestyle of an entrepreneur, of my boss, who was a partner. I wanted his lifestyle. He was traveling around the world, speaking at conferences. He was seen as an authority figure in, in our industry. He was the one being interviewed for podcasts and for articles in magazines and yeah various legal magazines and i looked at that and i thought i want that i want to be that that person giving value to other people and becoming known as an authority uh, for it but i don't want to wait 15 years and the funny thing is craig it still hasn't been 15 years since that conversation so i'd yeah. still be waiting to you know it's only as like i said i did this when i was 22 i'm 34 now so we're still a little bit off this whole 15 year yeah. sort of time scale um, and I, I always think about that and I think, wow, what would I have been doing if I had waited for another 15 years? I'd, I'd still be, you know, living that corporate life and I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to escape uh, my corporate, um, corporate job. So that, that's, in a nutshell, uh, the story. Brilliant. Oh, wow. What a great story. So, Thank you, yeah. So, um, to, to me, what, what I'm hearing from all, all of this is that one of the, key things that you have to be certain of when embarking on a business venture of your own is that you, you need to be passionate about your thing. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that is a key uh, differentiator between someone, I think, who is doing things for the sake of earning some money as opposed to someone who's doing things to, to, to really enjoy their work and make a difference. Yeah, sure. Um, so I picked up on um, the fact that you had certain cultural influences at, at work when you're growing up, yeah. you know, you, you, you do the degree, you get a job, yeah. you make a career of it, and you've made this switch. And I'm interested to know um, that the, knowing that there must have been family expectations, um, you know, did you encounter any, any, um, any, any resistance from friends, family, or, or yeah. wider community? So much, so much, Craig. Um, you know, and not just in the immediate uh, aftermath of me saying I'm going to quit my lucrative job in the law that I've spent thousands of pounds at university and postgraduate yeah. education. Uh, but not just the money, but you know, years, four to five years of education, of training, uh, all of this stuff combined, I'm going to essentially sack it off and build websites for people who are starting a business. It just doesn't fit. 
it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to someone who doesn't get it. Um, especially yeah. because they're so unrelated. Um, <clears throat> you know, just to yeah. give a bit of context and a bit more of backstory, when I was a teenager, um, I used to build websites um, uh, when, I, when, I was, uh, when I should have been doing my homework. I was that kid, you know, instead of doing my, instead of doing my homework, I used to find these free website building tools and uh, build really rubbish websites to be completely <laughs> honest, but really getting into the uh, understanding of how to build a website and what pages to have and how to write content for websites. Um, and that, that's where that interest came from as a kid. And one, one story that I really uh, like to share, which now is really funny, but <laughs> at the time wasn't so funny, is, okay. um, I, I used to uh, uh, tell my mum that I needed to buy something for my homework online. Uh, and we were, were very fortunate that we had the internet early on uh, when I was a, a teenager. Not everyone had the internet in the 90s. We were very like, fortunate yeah. that I, growing up in the 90s, I, as a teenager, I ha- and, and the noughties, I had a, uh, you know, a Gateway 2000 PC with a massive screen with a, a dial-up internet connection. Um, so I was online very early in my, in my, my life. Um, and I used to say to my mom, oh, I need to buy something online for my homework next week uh, to hand in at school. So she used to basically give me a credit card to say, okay, you know, buy, buy whatever you need online and hmm. tell me how much it's gonna cost me. And um, I used to, instead of buying the things that I needed for my uh, homework, whether it was my arts, uh, art lesson homework or my design technology homework where I needed to buy some, some wood or some material for, to build something, I used to actually go to 123reg and buy domain names um, with my mum's credit card. That's brilliant. And I used to tell, I, I used to tell my mum, oh yeah, I, you know, I've, just, I've, I've just spent you know, 10 or 20 pounds or something like that on your credit card and I've bought some, some stuff. I never really told her what I was buying. I just said to her, you know, it's for homework. And um, she sort of believed me. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I used to build websites on these domain names um, that I had bought with my mum's credit card. Uh, obviously, the following week, I'd turn up at school with, with no homework. Um, <laughs> and then I'd, I'd, I'd get a, a note in my, in my sort of journal at, at, at school, take it home for my mum to sign it the following week and she said I'm, I swear you said you bought whatever you needed to buy for your homework like why have you got a bad mark in your journal you mm-hmm. haven't done your homework um, and I was like oh yeah it, mu- it must not have been delivered and this is this is long long before the days of Amazon Prime right so um, <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was easy to get away with an excuse to say I ordered something but it must not have been delivered so that was uh, that was how I got into it but when I then decided to do that as my job it suddenly became scary for everyone around me because they thought I was you know there was something wrong with me or that I just wasn't I didn't know what I wanted out of life and um, that I I was making a bad decision Mm -hmm. so very much for for a few years after I left my job Craig I still had family members and friends close uh, family members ask me Suraj when are you going to go and get a real job and um, you know, because because what you're doing now is not really a real job, and yeah. it 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 comes from a place of fear. They you know they want it, they're fearful that I'm not going to be able to earn any money or provide for myself. 
but actually I, I had the conviction and the confidence to ride it out and, and sort of block out those comments a little bit. Don't get me wrong, they still get to you, they still, they still <clears throat> introduce doubt into anyone, no matter how mentally strong you are. Um, mm. But as a 22, 23, 24, 25 year old guy, um, you know, I was still living at home. I wasn't earning as much as I was earning in my corporate job. So people had the, the ammunition to say to me, well, look, clearly it's not working. You're still living at home. You're not earning anywhere near what you were earning in your corporate job. How is this the right decision? How are you justifying this to be the right decision? And if I said to them, oh, but I love what I do, that's not good enough. Like, it doesn't matter if you love what you do. If you're not earning any money from it. What's the point of doing what you love? Um, so, so that was a constant conflict. And, and then even with myself, a, a bit of a conflict, you know, because you start questioning yourself. You think, well, are they right? Um, you know, am I ever going to earn any money doing this? Um, but it's often at those, those pivotal moments that, that you come up with something creative. Um, and that's what, that's what happened for me. You know, I, I switched the business up a little bit to be a subscription business model rather than a one-off uh, uh, payment to, from clients. I started doing a lot of training and workshops and collaborating with other successful businesses uh, that I could leverage um, their client base um, and started actually making real money um, before, uh, you, know, you know, I don't know, it's hard to say now, but in hindsight, I, I, I guess there were points where I, I thought I was, you know, was I doing the right thing? Am I, am I making a mistake? Um, but no. but I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I stuck it out. But yeah, to answer your question, um, there was a lot of resistance from people. Um, but I don't now again, you know, 12 years on, I can understand it wasn't because they didn't want me to have a passion for my work or do what I love doing or, you know, try at least try to build a business rather than say, oh, I'd love to do it, but not even try. Um, it came from a place of, of love and um, wanting the best for me. Um, so, yes, that cultural and the society pressure did kick in um, because there's also this whole, and it's not just my culture, but every culture where people compare themselves to others. And, you know, I had my parents and, and my friends comparing me to their cousins and and their friends and, and their friends' kids who had become doctors and dentists and lawyers and were living the high life and were wearing fancy suits and driving nice cars. And I always thought, well, I'll have all of that one day. I'll, I will have all of that. But the benefit is I'll have it building something that I love rather than working for somebody else who I probably don't like anyway in a job that I hated and dreaded to go to on Monday morning. And that was the difference. Okay, so um, just to round things off, I guess, I think what I'd, do, what I'd like to invite you to do is just summarise where you're at right now. And because, because we're aiming to help and inspire people who are potentially thinking about making that corporate escape, um, yeah. if you could tell us where you are today with you in, in business um, quickly and also um, your one top piece of advice that you give to someone who has maybe got a whole load of baggage um, uh, and reasons not to do it, such as exactly the stuff you were talking about, 
you know, friends, yeah. family, community, um, you know, the pressure from those. So where are you today in business? And what one piece of advice would you give some give to someone that they know they want to do this, but they've got all this resistance going on? So, so where I am in business today is, uh, you know, we ha- I now have a team of, of, uh, of staff who work for, for, for the businesses. I have actually two or three businesses that I'm now involved in, um, all in the similar sort of space um, and uh, a very loyal and very passionate base of clients who some of them have been with me for years and years and years just because they can see the passion that I uh, come to the table with. And also other passionate people enjoy working with other passionate people. And I, I'm no different. I love talking to and spending time with and, and, and working with other passionate entrepreneurs and business people as well. Um, mm. We have a multiple six figure business in the web design, website maintenance, graphic design space. Um, and yeah. like you said at the beginning of this uh, episode, I'm also uh, running an event in London for other entrepreneurs. Again, just to bring people together and create a community. So for, for me, where I am in business right now, financially, uh, I've been successful, but I'm at a stage where it's like, okay, what's next? What else can I do that can still serve my purpose and my passion uh, in this industry, but actually now pay things forward and teach other people and show other people how I did it and what not to do and what to do and what to avoid and what, you know, what things are going to come up in your journey that you may not be able to predict. You can only be told by someone who's already walked that path. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm in, a, in another, I feel like I'm in a bit of a transition phase at the moment in business, like I said, going from uh, you know, being financially focused and driven to being a bit more mission-led and to being a bit more purpose-driven to say, well, I, I believe that every entrepreneur, no matter how successful or uh, new to the industry you are, every entrepreneur has a duty to pay forward what they've learned, what they uh, have uh, faced as challenges, what successes they've had, so that other entrepreneurs who come after them can learn from them and can be inspired by them. So I'm feeling very much that that's where I'm at right now uh, in my business. Um, And my my tips for people who are thinking of escaping um, their corporate job and planning their corporate escape um, would be don't try and do it yourself. You need people around you to support your decision, to support your journey. That's not to say if people don't agree with you that you shouldn't do it, but you need a good uh, support network. Even if it is a, uh, a few friends or joining a networking group or uh, you know, a community of other corporate escapees who can, can share in, in the tips, you're, you're surrounding yourself around people who understand you, your motivations and why you want to do it. Because not everyone around you will understand or agree with you. So my, my biggest tip is um, be confident, be passionate about what you want to do, but don't do what I did, which was to just quit without realizing any consequences. Because <laughs> what will happen is, um, you know, you'll get excited. You'll be waking up with a newfound energy, newfound vigor, newfound passion, which is great. You need all of that. But the problem, Craig, is what 
a lot of people, including myself, don't realize is what happens at the end of the month when the paycheck doesn't come through? Um, what happens when you know you quit this fancy corporate job, but then you're not going to get you know HR delivering your payslips to your desk every month, and all mm. of a sudden the money doesn't come in as quickly. Um, so my advice actually would be to to build something on the side, start charging for it before you quit your job, just so you've got a bit of a buffer in terms of your finances. Now I don't want to make this all about money, but you, you know, you need to have that cushion there because if you quit your job with no income coming in the next month from a business, you're adding unnecessary pressure to yourself and that all of a sudden starts to um, uh, uh, fade away the passion that you have for this business that you want to start or that you want to grow. And the worst thing in the world is seeing a passionate business person lose their passion and hate their new business their new job essentially because that they're not earning enough money from it so try and find the balance between when you quit your job uh, and you may want to jump ship today you know after listening to this episode or you may have already decided that so i don't want to put people off but i just want to be pragmatic about it and say try and have some savings that you can live off for a little mm -hmm. while or um an income from your business that you can build on the side if you're not going to get in trouble for it at work so that that's that's my biggest tip um and i a 22 year old me wouldn't have given that same advice i would have said no way like <laughs> just go for it you know go for it and live your dreams and you know d don't worry about every, everything will work itself out the 34 year old me with a lot more life experience challenges successes ups and downs that life throws at us and i know you've had your ups and downs craig as well we've all had these ups and downs, which have really defined us and taught us these lessons, the 34-year-old would give you this a lot more sensible advice to say, yes, go for it, um, but have some things in place to, to not add unnecessary pressure to yourself like I did for myself. Love that so much. I, I'm, I really hope that um, this will provide suitable inspiration to some people out there um such interesting stories and um great advice too i love it and really interesting to hear how 34 year olds Suraj, would do things differently um so just shows how much we learn on our journeys doesn't it so just to wrap things up you you mentioned you have a graphic design business can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that yeah, sure. So the graphic design business is called Design Hero. Um, you can find it at designhero.uk. Um, essentially, what it is, is a graphic design subscription for businesses where um, a, a medium-sized business has regular uh, marketing materials going out, regular marketing campaigns, but they don't have an in-house graphic designer. They may have an in-house marketing team, but nobody to put the designs together. Uh, so the way that it works is our clients pay us a small monthly fee and they get unlimited graphic design done for their business, whether that's for their social media marketing or their print marketing, if they want to print a brochure or a flyer or a poster or a banner for an event and that sort of stuff. We, of course, work with small businesses as well as some, some slightly bigger, more established businesses who know that they need some regular designs being done. And that business model uh, is something that I'm very passionate about, the subscription business model, 
which uh, I know we can we can go into so much more detail about uh, another time. But essentially, that's the the service that is is my my day job, if you want to call it that. Right now, that's my main focus. That's the business that I'm growing right now, and I would love to help anyone out listening to this who has a need for regular graphic design um, for their business. You know, yeah. I'd love, love to help you out. So that's Design Hero. Tell us the web address again. It's www.designhero.uk. .uk. Okay. And how do people find or follow you personally online? So for me personally, again, I would love to connect with anyone listening to this call, whether you, um, you know, agree with my story or you can resonate with my story. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, it gives me, it always gives me good feelings when, when someone reaches out on social media and says, I listened to a podcast or I read a blog or I, I heard about your story and I'm going through the same thing or I went through the same thing and just to be able to relate to people. So the best place to find me is currently on Instagram. It's at Suraj Soda. That's S-U-R-A-J-S-O-D-H-A. Uh, that's where I sort of hang out the most. I, I love Instagram at the moment. But of course, the other usual channels like Facebook and Twitter, that same, same uh, username, that's where you can find me. So it's at Suraj Soda. And best place to find you is Instagram. But you, Absolutely. you but you're also online on other channels. Of so course, yes. Thank you so much for swinging by, Suraj. This has been such a great conversation. I really, really enjoyed listening to, to what you had to share there. Thank you so much. Thank you for, um, for having me on, Craig. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Cheers. So, if you've enjoyed today's episode and feel you'd benefit from joining a community of like-minded people, then you may wish to consider joining our free Facebook community. Head over to Facebook now, look for the Corporate Escape Plan community, then apply to join by answering the questions. The group officially opens on Monday, March 9th, 2020. So if you're listening to this episode during our launch week, you may need to wait a number of days for your application to be approved. See you inside.